What's hey. up, dude? What's going on, y'all? What's up, dude? <clears throat> How's it going, Welcome everybody? to Hypercast, guys. Welcome to Monday. It's Hypercast oh, I can time. Just move this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I thought it was taped on. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to mess this up. Lucas has been working really hard on this. We got a pile of junk here right now because Big we're going to play junk. junk art after this, uh, which should be a great oh. little little time. Let's see how uh, well I made this. We've got. Nope. Yeah, we've. Those are going to be our, our presets for people's towers. How did I? How did I? And then uh, the other top-down camera. It's all kinds of backwards. Is gonna be boom junk. We've got junk, so yeah, we're gonna be making some uh, junk art. We've got lots of fun ways that you can interact with that. That's gonna be right after this <clears throat> hypercast. What's this weird thing on my ice? Oh, it's bubbles. <laughs> I was waiting for you to just like pull out a strand of hair or something nasty. Yeah, uh, it was bubbles. Thank God. Well, <laughs> what else? Uh, happy Monday. Happy Monday. Welcome, Welcome to, to Hyper a brand RPG. new week. Yeah. Welcome to Hypercast on Hyper RPG. What year? What week of the year is it? What week um, of the year is it? I love it auto finished. 16. Week forty. It's week forty. Week forty. We only have twelve weeks left in the year. Holy crap, guys! Doesn't it feel like twenty twenty just started? I mean, it's about to start for me. Yeah, I think it's, it's about to really get You're started right, for me. <laughs> it's really about to pop off for yeah, me. Less than 100 days left, says Megaloblaze. I was a That's different crazy. person in February of 2020. Yeah. I don't, a lot's happened. I don't even relate to that person anymore. He was positive and happy, <laughs> slim, getting bulk. I don't bulk. know, dude. <laughs> uh, you know, I was just about to hit my growth spurt. It's been a while, huh? <laughs> it's been a minute. Man, he's gonna kill me now. It's been a minute. <sighs> look I at that hype train. Real <laughs> things to look forward to. But hey, we're having fun. Welcome to Hyper RPG yeah, Hypercast. Yeah. Uh, this is where we talk about all the cool stuff going on here at Hyper RPG, and then we kind of talk about like what's what's new in the world, and and we just kind of discuss yeah. stuff as a way to we do. connect and and hang out with our best friends in the chat. For sure. Uh, yeah. Coming up, this we'll be playing junk art, and then after that, at seven o'clock, we'll be doing the. The third episode of Game Master's Gauntlet. Matt will be jamming that episode tonight. He'll be here in studio, so that'll be a lot of fun. And then next week will be the finale, uh, and Bert will be the one jamming that one. You don't get to vote, obviously, because, you know, it, last man standing. Come here, buddy. Uh, so it'll be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see what Matt does. You know, Matt always likes to take stories in fun places, and I think it'll be a really nice setup for Bert in uh, the, for the final episode for next week. So if you haven't been tuning in, make sure you check that out at 7. Yeah. Um, tomorrow we'll be finishing our script read-through of Halloween. Uh, and because the script is going to be probably pretty short because we got like 80 pages into it. We got like 65% of the way done. Yeah, we, we got pretty far. So I think what we'll end up doing is I will make a poll for the audience. And you guys will be able to interact with the poll. And you can help us decide what script we read next. So we'll have three choices you can choose from. You'll be able to decide what the next one will be. So if we get early, instead of just ending the show, we can just start a new script yep. um, to make things a little easier for us. Uh, I'm working on a couple of guests. Uh, I think we're going to have two people hopefully tomorrow, uh, which I think would be really, really cool. Just bringing some, uh, some old friends to... Um, you know, do some script reads with yeah, us. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, guys, um, we should probably... Mm, you know, we're kind of, we kind of, yeah, we should address the elephant in the room. Uh, we if teased it with the title. You don't, you, don't to, you don't have to talk about me like that, Lucas. Thanks, so. Uh, oh, hey, no, Huck's the elephant. Look <laughs> at this boy over here. Uh, yeah, there's Take just, there's a lot of drama today. You know what? We'll save it for the end. You're going to want to stick around to the <laughs> if end. If you're not here till 955, 55, we've 55. Got some, 
You're we've got some out. drama to drop. Uh, right. We're going to call out some people. Uh, we're going to cancel some people. Woo! Man, the channel might catch on fire. Anyway, you're going to want to stick around till the end of the show, maybe even Whoa. the end of the day. Hey, man, if you keep your nose out of there, hug, thanks. <laughs> uh, and in fact, we'll, we'll drop some new drama at the end of every day this week. Just please don't leave. Please just watch. Is it's this why you're here? Are you here for drama? Because we'll make we'll make drama. I'll literally fire myself and rehire myself tomorrow if that's what it takes. Put Zach on Spy Island. Nah. <laughs> Zach would be great on Spy Island. He would be. Because uh, I think he'd probably get eliminated first. <laughs> the best thing about Spy Island is that you really have to pay attention. Yeah. And lots of times people will just get eliminated. for Like, yeah. it's typically me of like, hey, I'm doing some emails and stuff. But no, I'm definitely listening. And then it's like, Lucas, sure. yeah. you have been eliminated. And I'm <laughs> Son like, of fuck. a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you can't uh. not pay attention or else you'll do bad in the quizzes. Yeah. Uh, yeah anyway. Um, welcome Don't to lie, Arslan. Don't lie. Don't you lie to us. If the frames are being weird, if you're thinking the frames are being weird, I'm wondering if it's that CPU thing, because that's what we were kind of... Yeah, we had some we had some issues last week where uh, I went over to Livestream to look at it while we were streaming, and it said your CPU was utilizing 95% of uh, your uh, your CPU usage was basically 95%. Yeah, and uh, it was correlating with our weird drop, like, not dropped frames on no. the stream, but, like, weird frame rate issues. Uh, but it looks fine to me right now. Yeah. Um... Cool, yeah, no frame issues. Uh, so yeah, welcome to Hypercast. Um, so today we have Game Master's Gauntlet after Junkrat, or Junk Art. Junk I rat. always want to say Junkrat, uh, because <laughs> I'm a gamer. Same letters, different. I'm a gamer. <laughs> different. Uh, tomorrow we got another episode of um, Balboa Cantrip Academy, uh -huh. uh, as well as the script read, obviously, mm -hmm. of the second uh, part of Halloween. Uh, the 2018 movie. Yeah. Wednesday we got Spy Island with a whole slew of awesome guests, including uh, a, including uh, Satine Phoenix, um, Jesse, who played uh, Randy Savage, uh, will be coming back. Yes. Uh, we got, yeah, we got we got a bunch of guests. We'll um, still kind of securing a lot of them, but yeah, stick around and we'll we'll probably confirm all that tomorrow. Mm. And then after that, we got our uh, second episode of the Warhammer Wrath and Glory campaign mm -hmm. that Naeem is GMing. Last week was awesome. Uh, they're having a great time with that. Thursday, we've got Hypercast and Warhammer and probably mm -hmm. some painting in between. Yeah. Uh, we're going to play actual tabletop Warhammer. And then Friday, we got uh, probably another board game. I kind of want to play like Catan, mm -hmm. Settlers of Catan. Uh, maybe we'll play that on Friday. Because I've never played. Ooh. Uh, so then after that, we have Hyper Hip Clips with Mr. Piano Pants. It's gonna be it's a jam-packed week of all kinds of fun <clears throat> stuff. Yeah, dude. Uh, I saw there was a comment from Red Ranger asking if I could GM any RPG. I don't I don't know all the systems, honestly. Uh, so I don't know what system I would use. But uh, in the spirit of Halloween, I would love to do something that's like uh, the slasher cinematic universe. Yeah. That requires like you know multiple players to play different characters from each franchise and at the end of it they like team up to have to defeat every bad guy yeah so it's like if it was like four episodes for example it would be like michael jason freddy and like i don't know pinhead or something mm -hmm. and at the end the finale would be like leading up to them battling each other i love that um, but i have no clue what system would be good that for sounds that. fun yeah. uh yeah i'd love to do a like teens in space rpg but like a serious one mm -hmm. that's not like a, a meta rpg yeah which i would still love to do that but i'd, I'd love to do a serious one that i could plan out yeah, uh, with some Metis Adam. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I watch them while they're happening, but usually there's like a lot of tech stuff going on. Of like, I have to run a poll, or I have to like adjust the speaker, or I have to adjust the frame for a thing. Um, but yeah, I, I 
I wouldn't mind also just like creating something totally new. Yeah. Uh, and utilizing like little pieces of certain systems. Mm -hmm. if, if that works. I don't know if that works really well. Yeah. I don't know if you can like pick and choose elements of certain systems. Yeah, it's and, called a like, homebrew, man. Make 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 whatever you want. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, um, Cabin in the Woods would be fun. Running on Changes, will Hyper do a movie watch along on Halloween, double feature Halloween and the thing? Uh, we don't really know quite yet. We've got kind of got some wiggle room in our schedule for the RV trip that we're going to be on. Um, we'll keep you posted. There, uh, we've got some stuff. We'll keep you posted. We don't want to over-announce things yeah. and have you disappointed, but we're we're in the works on some things. Uh, probably not a movie watch-along, but we're going to have some really cool stuff. We could probably do a movie watch-along leading up to Halloween, though. Yes. Yeah. Why not? Obviously. You if, have to. If you're in the clubhouse, if you've made it in the clubhouse, which we're still doing giveaways till the end of this week, clubhouse will be on Saturday, unless I'm told otherwise. Um, I will be doing a watch-along this weekend, a double feature. Because you know me. You know how I like to do them. Uh, it'll be of Halloween, the first one. And I will let the chat room decide which second Halloween movie we'll do. Uh, it's going to be on you. The choices will probably be Halloween 2, Halloween 2018, or Halloween H2O. Or maybe even Halloween 4. Um, because there are multiple timelines in that universe. Yeah. So... That's this weekend you're going to do that? Yeah. That's Eli cool. says, don't do that. Adam Chat will choose H2O. I don't have a problem with well, whatever. Sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm cool. I've seen all of them a hundred times. Ooh, I've never seen Halloween. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Actually, I'd love uh, to know. I would love to know. Use your uh, Cool Story Bro emote if you've never seen Halloween. Mm. I would love to know because I feel like there are some people who don't like to answer these questions because they're... Afraid of either one being put on the spot or two, they don't. They're like they don't like horror. Yeah, and I don't want anyone to feel like bad about that. Like um, horror is not your thing. Was it Halloween that we saw at Street Food Cinema mm -hmm. that one time? Yeah, cool. the original. I, and that was a, another instance of like every time I've seen that movie, it's been in a group setting where people are like talking and stuff. Yeah. So I've never like super duper paid attention to the movie. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Familiar okay. with the uh, quite a, oh that must be Malika in the chat room as hyper RPG because yeah no disappointment uh, yeah I mean if, if horror is not for you here's what I will say about the first Halloween movie it's less of a horror in in the sense of like gory and ultra violent it's yeah. really not because they had almost no money to make the movie yeah they only had three hundred thousand dollars to make the movie. Um, or like $100,000. So the movie doesn't show you a lot. It really scares you because of how like quiet yeah. and how dark the frame is. Like it's very specifically lit. Everything is shot in very specific ways. The way that they like bring Michael Myers into certain shots is really creative. So I think like that's what makes that movie scary. Not so much that he like stabs people. Yeah. Because when those things happen... At, it, it's to the point where you're like, okay, cool. I know this person's now going to die. It's the buildup. It's the suspense. Uh -huh. And it's like, it's how it makes you feel uncomfortable in the atmosphere. Yeah. And there's, there's like a lot of cool cinematography and music stuff done in that, yeah. done in that first Halloween movie that like transcended totally. and became like kind of just commonplace yeah. for most horror movies. Hey, yeah, for sure. So, so it's, it's fun to watch like 
just from a historical aspect, like the way yeah. that different movies like that contribute to cinematography. Exactly. And, and Carpenter's talked about this a lot of like before they added the score to the movie, he screened it at UCLA. And a lot of people at UCLA were like, this movie's going to tank and be terrible. Yeah. And as soon as he added the score in, it like took the movie to a next level. So if you've never seen it and you're interested in like you make it into the clubhouse this weekend, I definitely recommend checking it out. If you're too scared, uh, watch it during the daytime and like maybe don't have the sound super loud because there are definitely moments that like make you jump scare. Yeah. This is before like jump scares were kind of a thing. Whereas totally. now it's like kind of like, ah, jump scares are cheap. But in 78, it wasn't that common for those kinds of movies. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a really good time. So we'll do that and I'll let you guys decide what sequel you want to watch. Plenty of choices, plenty of timelines to, to dive into. Uh, yeah. I think I, while these guys are gone on the, on the road trip, I will probably end up doing a lot more watch-alongs in Discord uh, because you guys might be done streaming early, so I might just jump in. And I'll decide like, hey, I'll uh, I'll do Friday the third because there's like Friday the Thirteenth. There's a bunch of like indie horror movies as well. I would love to just like watch more movies with with you all. I think yeah. that'd be really really fun. That does so, sound fun. Yeah, so stay on the lookout. I'll have obviously easier internet access than these guys when they're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, nowhere USA. So we'll see. You'll probably have a uh, much more secure internet access. Speaking For sure. of, we have more secure internet here. It seems maybe now, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Why are you about to download some enormous file? No, I mean, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> All right, we're gonna do a little teaching moment with my pup here. If you uh, hear him squealing, I'm waiting until he stops, and I'm gonna give him a treat. He's being he's being a little anxious, boy. Mm. So if you, hear, if you hear him squeak, don't freak. Just don't even pay attention to him, guys. He he's keeps, fine. He keeps nudging me in places. I know. <laughs> I'm like, he'll, put his, he'll put his little wet nose on your buddy. Like, oh, yeah, I'm like, dude. My dude. Come on. My guy. Uh, okay, what should we talk about today? Uh, that's an excellent question. Um, I don't know how many people here collect vinyl, but Daft Punk, or Mondo announced that Daft Punk is getting a new vinyl deluxe edition of the Tron Legacy soundtrack. Uh, goes on sale on Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. That's pretty cool. Uh, That's pretty dope. I really want this thing. It looks awesome. Do you have a uh, vinyl player? I do. What do you like? Is it like one of those suitcase ones? Yeah, or, yeah. it's it's not a good one. Yeah, I've I've heard a lot of so like I got it for uh, my birthday, mm-hmm. but I've like read online and read stories that like those things they're not great for vinyl. Yeah, because of the way they're built, they don't keep the vinyl record straight and stable. Right. Uh, so I eventually re- I eventually do want to buy a, a real like solid record player from audio technica um because i want to play more of my vinyls but i'm a little nervous about it yeah so i don't play them often because i'm afraid that they're going to get ruined we noticed we noticed the hearts in the chat (laughs) of course we noticed them thank you for the love begrudgingly i say them hearts just all the love look it's fine luke's and i are just going to be fired by the end of the day it's fine (laughs) yeah that's the drama there's going to be way more drama too stick around you're definitely not going to want to miss it guys because if you Listen, do, <laughs> it's been nice knowing you. And uh, like top ten uh, reasons why uh, everything is uh, burning today. Uh, stick around until Exclusive. next episode. Exclusive content. Yeah, right here. Uh, yeah, so that's going to be uh, pretty cool. The so it's the Mondo release of yeah. the Daft Punk soundtrack from Tron, Tron Legacy. Uh, yeah. I. Have I have a collection of vinyls that I've slowly been just giving away to people oh, because really? I realize how little I use the thing. Oh, really? Yeah. I, Makes uh, sense. I wish I would use it more, but I'm just not the type of person to sit around and do anything relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I just don't. 
I don't listen about it. I don't listen to music hardly ever. Really? Yeah, I'm maybe the most bland person in that way. I listen to it in the car, and that's about it. And even then, oh, I'm like listening to NPR. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of weird in that way. I think. Uh, good question, Running Unchained. You'll have an answer soon. Um, yeah, I'm kind of the same. Well, so I, for me, it's sometimes hard to listen to music on a sound system without headphones. Because some, like if if uh, if noise from other rooms or things kind of like overlap, it kind of ruins the experience for me. Uh, in the old house, it was a lot easier because like I was separated from the studio by two doors, so it was really easy for me to put on a soundtrack or a vinyl and to just like completely shut off what was happening in the rest of the house. Yeah. Um, I love doing computer work, any sort of computer work, if it's graphic design or whatever it may be. I love doing that. While music's playing, it's probably like my favorite thing to do. And I love just being able to kind of like not necessarily turn my brain off, mm -hmm. but I love the ability to just like have something playing in the background while I'm just kind of like head down getting something done. Obviously, when you're editing, you can't do that. Yeah. Um, so that doesn't really, really work. Thank you so much for that resub or that that sub. Uh, heck oh, yeah. Resub. Sorry. That's yeah. a resub. Uh, but thank you so much. Back. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. So like I, I and I also... I mostly most of the vinyl stuff that I've bought, admittedly, is movie scores. Yeah, I buy a lot of vinyls for like just to have it as a collector piece. Yeah, and I like the cover artwork, and they just yeah. look nice on the shelf. Mondo has made some beautiful mm -hmm. stuff. Like, like I have a couple uh, records that I that I have framed, uh, and I could see myself doing that with like a vinyl mm -hmm. uh, from Mondo. Is just buying it as a piece of art and yeah. framing it. Yeah, so like I bought the Avengers Endgame and, and Infinity War uh, set, and that has some like beautiful, beautiful artwork yeah. all over the book. Honestly, you'd have to buy like five of them to just show off every single piece of artwork in that whole thing. Yeah. And that's kind of the case with like everything that Mondo makes, but they're just so nice. You don't want to like not buy them. Um, I, still have quite, I still have quite a few to add to my collection, but I have the Avengers ones. I've got... Um, the Fifth Element, I've got Halloween, I've got so many. Mondo got the Mandalorian Season 1 vinyl collection with beautiful art for only 200 bucks. Running Unchained over here just trying to make me to spend money and spill secrets. I see you. I see your intentions. I see what you're trying to do here. But, yeah. Uh, th that's the thing about the vinyls. They can be very, very expensive, but man, they're like really nice. Sometimes you'll get lucky enough You'll go into a record store of some kind, and uh, if they, I guess if they still exist out there for, for everybody. I know for us, we're pretty lucky. We still have. Yeah, we have quite a few. We have, we have quite Angeles. a few still here in L.A. I know it's a little harder for other places, but I guess Best Buy and Target sell vinyl records, too. Urban um, Outfitters has a really good vinyl that's true. collection. Yeah, Urban Outfitters does. Um, but, yeah, so every time I, I'll, like, I'll walk by something and I'll see uh, kind of like you know what's out there and i'll and i'll try to pick something up if i can yeah hey adam whatever happened with plans to rediscuss invincible before the amazon series uh still have plans to do that yeah still have plans to do that we don't even know when that show's coming out yet i thought it was supposed to come out this year but it doesn't seem like kind it's kind of a weird year happening. for that yeah i uh speaking of amazon and uh series and stuff i caught up on the boys over the weekend oh nice uh I'm liking that show. Okay. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. It's still like I still have like, kind of, mm, the yeah the whole like 
edgy, try-hard thing that they're doing is kind of right. annoying sometimes. Mm-hmm. But the writing's pretty solid. Yeah. Like, it's, it's very interesting. I know it's nice. based off the comic, uh, but I don't know how much. But, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's very interesting, good. And, and yeah. Anyway. There are what? a couple places here in my town, but I'd buy them at via yard sales and thrift stores before the pandemic. Yeah. And, well, and I think that's a cool thing, too, is, like, there are plenty of places or people who, like, I've seen have yard sales and stuff who are getting rid of stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I know I'm, like, I'm kind of an old person. I don't know if that's really the right word, but I, I don't know. I, I just, like, I love, there's certain things I really like to collect. Movies and movie, like, movies on Blu-ray and movie soundtracks yeah. are things that I love to collect. Because a lot of times you can't find certain things out there, Absolutely. which can be like frustrating. Actually, I just realized I put two things in my cart from La La Land Records and I never checked out. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I guess I get it. It's not for everybody. I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, man, the title worked. We have more than average viewers here. So guys, stick around. There's definitely going to be some drama. Uh, you aren't going to want to miss it. Um, it's going to get nasty. Yeah, we're going to... Oh, man, I have a lot of people that are probably going to be canceled by the end of the day because I got some dirt to spill. I got some dirt to spill. But you're going to have to stick around for this whole show and also... The show after that. The show after that and the show after and that. the show after that. So, so. yeah, we're going to get into it, but just stick around. All right. Uh, now that we have you here, though, uh, what's this thing about a Roku stream bar? Yeah, dude. So... Uh, I don't know about all of you in the chat room, but more or less everybody in this house, including the people who don't live here like Lucas, we're big old fans of the Roku. I have three Rokus in my house, and I have one Roku that is just sitting around waiting for a TV. Yeah, I, I got I first got exposed to Roku in like 2011, 2012, and I remember my friend gave me one, and he was like, oh, man, you got to try this thing. It's got channels on it and all this stuff, and I was mm-hmm. like, what? I don't get it. What are, like, apps? Okay, I don't understand it. So I remember plugging it in, and, and, you know, back then in, like, 2010, 2011, it was a pretty new concept. Yeah. It was pretty, like, there wasn't a whole lot there available on there. There weren't a ton of channels on there yet. It was kind of just a place for Netflix and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, not a whole lot. And I felt like, ah, I don't know if this thing's really going to work. But then when we moved into the other house, your dog run away. I don't know where he is, Biggie but Wiggy. He, he must be chilling somewhere. It's, uh, <laughs> just let him be. Oh, relish in that. There he is. <laughs> hey, buddy. Down. <laughs> Down. <laughs> but I remember uh, back then, you know, kind of like not thinking much of it. But then uh, in the last house, we started getting the Roku TVs. And I'm like, wait, this is actually kind of cool. I remember this Roku thing. Mm-hmm. Now it's built into TVs. So now, like, almost every TV that we, we have here has it built in. And I didn't realize that. I didn't know that Roku had put out a smart sound bar, which was basically like a, a sound bar that was made by Roku. Mm-hmm. But now they have this thing called the Stream Bar. And it's the same concept. It's a sound bar. But it also like has access to the apps. So I'm guessing it is a uh, probably like it's got a uh, auxiliary input as well as or like an optical input as it's well as got, an HDMI output. Yeah, so it's got that's power very input, interesting. HDMI, USB, and optical input. Yeah. So which I'm like that's awesome. So it says. It says, uh, the company's back with Stream Bar combines a compact sound bar with a 4K HDR streaming device. It's compatible with all the apps and services you'd expect from Roku, and it combines this with four full-range speaker drivers to fill your living room with stereo audio. Oh, shit. Uh, the sound bar was announced today. Uh, this article came out, I believe, oh, maybe it was today. It was today. Uh, it's a 14-inch sound bar, by the way. Uh, it was announced today. 
uh, with uh, alongside the updated Roku Ultra Stream Box, which now supports Dolby Vision. The Stream Bar will retail for one thirty and ships in mid October. So the and did they say how much the Sound Bar will cost? Uh, well this. This one that is the sound bar. This, yeah, the stream. They're calling it the stream bar. Oh, okay. Uh, it'll be for one thirty. Okay, and that right there is my favorite thing about Roku stuff is that it's very, very, very good, yeah. and the price point is incredible. Always affordable. It's so affordable. I like I have the Roku streaming stick. Yeah. You can buy one of those for thirty bucks. Wow. And I have that on the back of my TV, never any issues, and it's basically like everything you could want. You know, it has all the channels and everything. It's just a little bit more portable and I think it's maybe slower and doesn't support 4K or something. Sure, but still. But then, yeah, I have the TV, the Roku TV, like the puck looking mm. one. Uh, they're like 50, I think. It's it's very affordable. They're great. I, I love that company. They're, they're great. I have no complaints with Roku. What the hell is Roku? Roku is a streaming device yeah. uh, for, it has a bunch of channels. Uh, is that a real question? Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like Apple TV yeah. or something like or, that. Uh, Chromecast or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So basically it gives, you, it gives you access to multiple different apps. So like Netflix, Disney Plus, HBO Max, you log into it and then you can access all the content that's on that streaming service. Um, it might great. be just American actually. Oh, is it? Call me Luna. Yeah. Oh, I don't wow. know. If you've never heard of it, that might be a thing. Yeah, I didn't know about that either. Um, um, I don't know. I, I, I assumed that it was in like a few places. I, I don't expect it to be all around the world, but yeah, uh, I thought maybe it was in a, quite a few places. So Yeah, you know. it is very annoying that Roku doesn't have Twitch or HBO Max. Uh, yeah, they just got Peacock because NBC and, and Roku finally struck a deal for it. Yeah, uh, It has a lot to do with the advertising and how they manage the advertising and who gets revenue shares of all that stuff. Yeah, They do have, I believe, the last version of HBO that was on there was HBO Now. Mm -hmm. but I, I have HBO Now on there. Yeah. So I don't know. I Hopefully, I, I hope that at some point we get to see um, HBO Max on there because like it was a big thing for other stuff like Disney Plus and everything to kind of like launch with it because yeah. I think a lot of people out there more than I expect have Roku TV yeah. and I've been hyping it up to everybody that I know yeah, I I've bought seen, my mom a 60 inch Roku TV I've seen a Christmas. ton of people oh wow yeah. I've seen a ton of people being like posting on Facebook and Twitter of like how do I watch HBO Max on this Roku yeah um, it's the so. one downside is like they haven't figured out a deal uh, to make it work, but yeah. yeah, it's kind of a bummer. But they're great TVs. They're the like Lucas was saying, they're very affordable. Mm -hmm. You can get like a 50, 55 inch Roku TV. It might be last year's model, but it's like three hundred bucks, yeah. two hundred bucks. I think I've, I think during holidays I've seen them down to like two thirty. Wow. And I mean a fifty inch TV. Yeah, it doesn't have like the brightest panel, yeah. and it doesn't have like all the crazy specs of some of these other TVs, but. For a TV that size, for that price point, it's really good. It's hard to beat that. Yeah, it's, and if you have like all the streaming services, then like you just log into it, yeah. and that's it. It's very simple to use. But I think for somebody like me who, like I already have a TV, and it's a 4K 3D TV, and I'm not necessarily looking to get rid of that, but I love the Roku features, yeah. and I don't have a sound bar. And even though this is in stereo, I'm like, I'm okay with that. I'm cool with getting something for the bedroom that's just like right. a very convenient speaker with great apps yeah. that I can just like listen to gets, and watch. Yeah, it gets to a point of like, I just want something to see and hear clearly yeah. uh, the content that's coming out. You yeah, know, exactly. I don't need it to be 8K quality with right. surround sound. Yeah, and like, uh, I'm know. going to sleep. I don't need Futurama to sound. <laughs> Surround I don't sound. need it coming through every speaker and my yeah. butt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think that there's there's a huge market for this kind of TV that like 
checks all the boxes of convenience and yeah. uh, price point and such. Yeah, yeah. It says the stream bar supports up to 4K content and HDR VR, the HDR10 and HLG standards. Audio formats support include PCM and Dolby Audio. Support for Dolby Vision and Dolby Audio, Adobe Atmos aren't included here, but can be found in the new Roku Ultra, uh, which I, I have not done any uh, reading on the for, on the uh, new Roku Ultra, but I think it's awesome that it now has Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos. And I think like, okay, I think most people, if they want to upgrade their like vi their video and sound system, you're probably going to put it in your living room or something mm -hmm. where like everybody can experience it. Yeah. I'm not going to put, you know, 7.1 surround sound in a bedroom. Yeah. It's as, as cool as it will sound because bedrooms are technically smaller than living rooms. I don't know. You I want... don't need any character whispering in my ear yeah. while I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> are you having a good day? Yeah. God, my God. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, Honey? Yeah. Oh, wait. I haven't been married in years. <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrible. Uh, is 3D TV still a thing? Uh, it is if you live in this house because I have one. Yeah. Uh, uh, we I've... were TV shopping a couple months ago. They're still a thing for sure. Yeah. Oh, you you were able to find some? No. Oh. But uh, they are still a thing as we were looking online. Yeah, yeah. You can find them on things like eBay, and I'm sure people like locally might have some. Yep. Uh, Craigslist yeah. is huge on uh, – yeah. <laughs> everybody's getting rid of their 3D TV. Yeah. I, I bought mine in like t 2014, 15 jesus i've already had that thing for like six years yeah that's crazy what is time um but yeah i mean i like it a lot it's a it's a 4k tv it uh, i don't believe it's hdr it was like right before hdr was a thing but it's 4k and it's 3d and i and i enjoy it i think it's really great um i know 3d is not for everybody so you know if you don't like 3d then buy another roku tv first of all you're 4K. wrong uh, and just come back later for more drama as I chew you out for not liking 3D. It's fine. It's fine. We're all friends here. We can all get along. It is what uh, it is. Uh, did you hear about this um, this new social media app? Oh, yeah. I was just telling you about it. Um, so, Telepath. Mm -hmm. Have you all heard of Telepath? There's a new social media network coming called Telepath. Okay, guys? Uh, they're sending out invites now. It's a, uh, a new kinder social network hmm. yeah i found this article on protocol.com <clears throat> so it's like telepath is a new kinder social network but is the internet ready to be nice <laughs> and i was like okay first of all in a headline if you ever ask a question the yeah. answer is no oops <laughs> <laughs> uh but that's not what really what this is it's more of an opinion piece uh but anyway uh, so here's how this telepath app is working. So it's a social network that's all about being like nice and kind, and it's about like building communities and stuff based on interests. So here, here, let me just read some of this article. The rules of the new social network telepath are simple. Be kind. Don't be mean. No harassment and no fake news. The existential question for telepath will be whether that's easier said than done. Uh, yeah, sorry, I had to get that out. Yeah, it's becoming dude. harder and harder for people to have uh, great conversations on existing platforms, said Telepath's co-founder and chairman, Mark Bo Bodnick. Uh, people are mean to each other, and that meanness is kind of rewarded with distribution. There's a ton of disinformation. Women are treated badly. And so our view was that there's a an opportunity to create a new social network really focused on conversation and connecting people who share the same interest. So they're uh, beginning to dole out invites Thursday to people who want to bring back the feel of the early internet conversations over mutual interests with the fear, without the fear of being doxxed, harassed, or trolled. People sign up to follow different conversation networks from funny tech memes at hashtag tech humor to conversation about fa failing companies on the hashtag Deadpool network. 
or smaller groups talking about subjects such as the HBO show Lovecraft Country or Chinese investment in Africa. Uh, so here's kind of how this works. Um, telepath. So here's what here's what they're saying in the article. Telepath stands out because it's more about your interest than who you know, and it requires real names for the conversations. Hmm. It's also positioned itself as a kinder, more inclusive network by making a point to establish ground rules and moderation up front. There's also a sense of timeliness to it, with conversations ranging from Supreme Court nomination guesses to Miami Heat rookie Tyler Harrow's win over the Celtics. Telepath also deletes all posts after 30 days. So this is all very interesting to me. Because it doesn't sound like a, it sounds like a combination of a lot of things that already exist. It doesn't sound like a reinvention of this wheel. It's more of like this is just throwing together Reddit with Facebook with Snapchat. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't think that I would sign up. Um, yeah. And I think that the uh, the whole idea of is the internet ready to be nice? I think that that's cool. Um, I think that the moderation up front is cool because I think that's where a lot of people, you know, like, for instance, our Twitch chat versus a huge Twitch chat, we are able to build, like, a really cool community because we have really cool upfront moderation. Like, yeah, look at yeah, all these yeah. swords in the chat that make sure our our conversations stay, like, on topic and that mm. they stay civil and such. Uh, and I think that, you know, that can... That can be, like, a reason why, like, for instance, I love Reddit, but, like, I know how to yeah. use Reddit. Right, it can be right, very right. off-putting to a new user of Reddit because it can feel very toxic. Exactly. Uh, but, like, a lot of people don't know how the upvote-downvote system works. It's yeah. like, this is a very toxic comment, but, like, I can see that it has negative 324 uh, upvotes or, yeah. you know, it's got 324 downvotes. So, yeah. people agree with me that it's a toxic comment, uh, but this site would get a, get rid of that completely. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't want to see that. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that because I think that's great. I think it's great to have that upfront moderation. I do think, though, that a lot of these companies, these social media networks, they thrive on the drama and yeah. the controversy and the fake news. I don't know that it can exist without that anymore because there's just spicy doom scrolling all day to be had. Why would I want to go to the happy one? I want to be upset. I'm a human. I want to hate my life exactly. every day. I don't want community. I want to hate all of you. Fuck happiness. Yeah. And fuck you for loving it. Something and that's, like that. That's a great point, Cal Seiko, is Reddit is, is funny but sometimes uncontrolled, yeah. which is true. It depends on the community that you're in within Reddit. Some yeah. are heavily moderated. Some are not. Right. Some right, are not right. at all. And there can be like crazy hate speech and Nazi shit. Uh, and they don't do much about that. Like they're trying yeah. to crack down on it a bit, but there are some really, there are some also really super positive communities on Reddit. This would be a network of that. Mm -hmm. uh, I just don't know how it's going to take off. Would you join a platform like this? <sighs> I, I'm one of those dummies that I tend to sometimes join all those new social media platforms to just see what they are and how they work. Like yeah. I joined Elo when it was a thing. Uh, I wasn't on for very long. I did. I did end up getting for some reason like really big engagement on Elo. Yeah. But I was on there for I don't know like two three months, and I was like, okay, I'm kind of done with this. Yeah. Uh, I remember when Mark Cuban started Cyberdust. Right. It was a text, I remember that. It was like a text messaging app, more or less. And every time you would send messages to people and then log out of the app, it would wipe the whole like history of the conversation. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I don't know, I'm always interested in kind of finding out exactly what these things are, but I feel like when I'm on them for more than two weeks, I'm kind of just like, 
Uh, yeah. I'm kind of bored by them. The the thing that irks me the most is the deleting posts after 30 days. Mm-hmm. I think that's silly, especially yeah. on a thing that is bi- uh, like built around communities of interests. Yeah. For instance, going to Okay, I love text-based stuff. I love Twitter, I love Reddit. I yeah. love reading just all kinds of stuff. Some of the best things on Reddit are that I can go to a tiny little sub called, you know, tech advice and be like, hey, here's some pictures of this remote control that I busted. Like, where do I plug this into this? And someone will reply. And then I get that answer. I get to fix it myself. And then 10 years later, someone has that same problem and they can find it. Right, right. Like, you're deleting that shit after after 30 days? Yeah, and if if it's that type of content where it's like it can be useful for a ton of people, then, like, getting rid of it kind of defeats the purpose of, like, it existing on the internet. Yeah, like, I had, um, I I don't want to go too much into it because I'm still kind of, like, battling with it. But I I have a bit of, like, a legal thing going with my my former landlord. Mm -hmm. And I went on to the subreddit of legal advice and I asked about, like, you know, how can I get this money back that's you know my security deposit stuff and 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 the somebody replied very quickly uh and then there were a bunch of replies of like i've gone through a similar thing this is very interesting to see and that is up for all of the world to see forever yeah. like it, it can just show up in a google search or yeah. a reddit search why would you get rid of that right like this is valuable info you know what i mean yeah and i think like when you do that stuff when you when you try to make things last for only a certain amount of time i think after a while people kind of get bored with it because there's nothing for them to really discover on the platform yeah you know it's different like yeah when you go into reddit or youtube or whatever where there's like discover where you can like discover new things yeah because it lives there forever like yeah of course it's gonna continue to like have a life in five to ten years and the platform people are constantly gonna go back to the platform because five years from now if i if i discover a video today that teaches me how to do something in five years from now somebody asks me about that I can directly reference them to it. But totally. on this platform, if it's gone in 30 days, then it's like, oh, it looks like I have to Google search for it. Yeah. And I can't like bookmark it or something. Right. So I'm interested in, I think there's some good ideas here. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't know, you know, maybe what I'm saying isn't actually going to be an issue. And maybe sure. it's just a place to connect and, and meet people. Yeah. Um, I also, I don't know how much of a need there is for people to... I think if you want to find people with similar interests, mm-hmm. um, there are a lot of things out there that yes. people are already using. Totally. I don't know that this is a need that needs to be filled. Yeah, because uh, we have sites that do this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just I don't know who the user base is going to be. I'm interested in trying it out. Yeah. Um, so here's here's another thing that they're saying. Telepath's team says it's willing to sacrifice growth in favor of getting moderation and community right. I think that's maybe a good idea mm-hmm. uh, for this to grow slowly but str- like strongly Strong. yeah um but uh yeah i i, I this seems like it's not gonna work uh yeah. but i hope it does it sounds like i mean we need more positivity on the internet yeah it's uh it's it's a tough call with these types of things so like for example i use a service called community they finally just put out a official ios app of of their previous version of their app which was in like a uh you can only access community if it uh, when it was like in test mode mm-hmm. or whatever they call it on the iOS. It's not an actual app that's like publicly released. Yeah, it's like a demo app version that they just constantly update with with new tools. Um, it's a limited service. You can only access it if you get invited to it. And I I don't know how I got invited to it. I think I was just like on a wait list for forever. Yeah, but it's a text messaging based thing. Mm-hmm. So instead of me having to give out my real number to people. I can give I can set up a phone number and I can text with people like fans and yeah. anybody. That's cool. But it is like 
it's not, I don't want to say it's like moderated, but it gives you a lot of tools that if you come into contact with any sort of like inappropriate behavior, you can immediately remove those people. Oh, that's cool. And kick them off. So like they have to subscribe to you. Yeah. And they show up like everyone's name shows up on the, on the list. It's, it'll say like Alex S and it'll say like what what it'll say well like city and state they're from because you have to fill out a couple things as a user if you yeah. want to like subscribe to somebody um so if like somebody signs up for it and they're just trying to be a troll and try to be like an asshole to you you can unsubscribe them from your feed and mm -hmm. it kicks them off yeah um so it has a lot, like a lot of really cool moderation tools for me that's a little bit more of what i think the future is going to be mm -hmm. i think it's going to be more like direct contact and yeah. i know for some people like it makes them very uncomfortable which I totally understand because yeah. it's like, okay, now we're getting a little too personal. But the only reason I was even comfortable signing up for it was the fact that it was like a completely different phone number. Mm -hmm. There's no calling involved. It's all text-based. Uh, and then it's like run through like a third party that basically like moderates everything. Yeah, for totally. You to make sure that like everything stays 100% kosher on both and sides. And I, th I think that kind of thing, I, I think that you're right. And I think that there's like, for like some people are saying in the chat, like Jim Below Zero was saying that they may be trying to like suck up these people that are leaving Facebook. Yeah. Because I think we all predict that Facebook is going to have a huge decline in so the coming too. years. Uh, this is like a lot of us are reali realizing this is like a wasteland and we just yeah. use it for Messenger. Uh, but I think that the younger generation, um, younger generations than us anyway, I think people are getting more and more media literate. Uh, mm. There's literally classes being taught about this now yeah. uh, where they don't they want their privacy yeah. uh, they want to just have their small knit circle of friends they don't want all their drama out on the internet they don't yep. want their baby pictures on the internet yep. I think that's where we're headed uh, and I think that you're right that it's, it's more like direct communication that's a little bit more private is yeah. kind of where we're headed but then on the same side I see I Jen Below Zero's point being that they may be trying to suck up like Facebook users. Mm -hmm. Is there going to be like a next Facebook? You know what I mean? Because yeah. I feel like I feel like Twitter and Instagram are the combo mm -hmm. of what that need is. You yeah, know? it's like I post my status update mm -hmm. here. I post my pictures here. Yeah, like do we need both in it, one platform? Yeah, and it made sense to me that like Facebook was the evolution of MySpace because MySpace. I personally liked MySpace way more. But I feel like MySpace was such an amazing v, like version one, phase one of what like social media evolved into. Yep. And I think Facebook elevated it in some ways because it made it a little bit more like adult friendly mm -hmm. in some cases. Like May MySpace to me was very much for like high school kids. Yeah, Facebook felt very professional, and, professional. and clean and whenever it I came out. And now I feel like the next evolution of that has surprisingly become LinkedIn. Yeah. LinkedIn to me is like what Facebook was back in the day, yeah. where it's like an even more professional version of that. But I agree. I, I do think that Instagram and Twitter to some extent are the also like the next weird evolution of those platforms. And I don't necessarily know if I need those two things to be like one thing. I, I yeah. like the separation. I Same. like that Twitter is like very specific for, for one thing. Mm -hmm. And Instagram is also very specific for another thing. There are certain tools that I think Instagram could incorporate that I think would make it a little bit of a f like user-friendly experience. Like when you post like links or yeah. how you tag things, I think they could do a little bit more work with that. Yeah. Um, but I think overall, I kind of like the separation. Yeah. Because to me, at least from my experiences of being on platforms like Instagram and Twitter, I tend to on Twitter see a lot of like negative stuff mm -hmm. and on Instagram I mostly see very positive things yeah. so for me it's really weird when people say to me like oh I hate Instagram it's so toxic 
I'm like, well, I I like I don't d- come. I don't get that, that either. I because. But I keep my my Instagram. The people I follow it's on very curated both platforms very curated. And it's most, mostly people I've met in person yeah. or I know personally. I try not to like follow influencers and stuff. I mm. don't get the toxic stuff. Yeah, I get it on Twitter. Uh, I wouldn't say toxic. I would say it's more just people upset at things they should be upset about. Yeah, that kind of gets shared a lot. I get less of that, and I get more people just mad about movies. See, I don't get that, <laughs> but like, I get why uh, you do because I don't really talk about movies right. on, on the platform. I'm not like a figure in that way. Mm-hmm. But I do like having the separation. And they both kind of fit me as a person totally. perfectly in that I like to write. I consider myself a writer and yeah. a like photographer, cinematographer yeah. person. So I have one over here with one audience and a completely different audience over here on mm-hmm. this platform. And I get to explore those like separately. Totally. I don't need the merge of those. Yeah. I kind of like separating them. I totally agree. Yeah, because like on, on Twitter, I'm mostly writing about movies and like that type of stuff. Mm. But on Instagram, like I obviously post film related stuff, but I'm really like, I like the photo element of it. Yeah. And I follow a ton of photographers. I follow a ton of like people who are like Blu-ray collectors. I don't really follow. I follow some, but I really, I don't have like a one-to-one where I follow the exact same people on both platforms. Yeah. Like there's people who I follow on Instagram who I for sure don't follow on Twitter and vice versa. Like I follow people on Twitter who I definitely don't follow on Instagram because their posts are just kind of bland. Yeah, boring, or they just don't even have an Instagram. Yeah, and like, so, yeah, it's weird. Based off what we're saying, and yeah, like food. Yeah, dogs, totally. Yeah, and based based off what we're saying, and based off what Toffee and Dreams just said in the chat, tra- in the chat, uh, I think both platforms have the potential to become toxic if you aren't careful about the content or creators you engage yeah. with. And that's kind of like the point of this other platform is mm-hmm. to be like, there's no toxicity. Like, it doesn't matter who you follow and whatever. Like, yeah. we have the moderation set up that yeah. it's just going to be a nice and happy platform. Right. And I do think that yeah, that that's something that's kind of maybe unavoidable for a lot of people. Is yeah. like I have to, you know, I have to follow. There's going to be family drama if I don't follow my niece, who's right. this uh, influencer, right. who you know does yoga and, and yeah. coffee stuff. But now my search uh, thing is just filled with yoga and yeah. coffee stuff, and it's toxic for me to see all these like people with beautiful yoga bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that that can be like unavoidable for some yeah. people. It's like I I don't want to see these things, but I have to because of this stupid algorithm. Right, right, and I think that's that. Because, I, 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 I mean, we, like, all get that when we're on a platform like Instagram. You, like, search something or you click on a hashtag. And then all of a sudden, everything in your feed is just, like, curated to that thing. You're like, no, what have I done? Yeah. This yeah. is bad. Totally. But thankfully, because of, like, stuff that you follow, you know, for the most part, you'll kind of see the most consistent stuff all the time. And the more accounts that you consistently interact with, the more they get pushed to the top. Yeah. So if I really love engaging with a certain photographer's work or I like seeing their work, then I will always make a case to like like their stuff. That way they're always put to the top of my feed. So I'm like, cool. I'm very much curating what I'm seeing and not just consuming bleh for the most yeah. part. I follow comic book artists or on Instagram to see their art plus process. Then on Twitter, I follow them for project news if I'm interested in buying uh, original art from them. Yeah. yeah. Then that's that's that to me is like a way to use those two platforms. Because like, totally. On Twitter, of course, they can still post photos of their artwork in the process and stuff. Yeah. But on Instagram, like, it's catered to that. Yeah. And everything that they do is very specific. You know, like, follow who you want and whatever interests you. But there is, like, an absolute – there's absolutely a mental health concern on both of these platforms whenever you are berated with constant – stuff that makes you think that this must be how the world is always 
uh, and that's that's sort of a problem with those algorithms yeah. is that you see yeah it's then your feed becomes multiplied of, yeah just oh my god all these like beautiful people or oh my god all these people that are like completely outraged all the time so it can be you know it can be here and there yeah just like use your best judgment and have like that media literacy and knowing totally. that this is being shown to me because I follow these other things mm-hmm. it's not necessarily representative of our country and community right, or the world yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, it's like that with a lot of like travel stuff because I know a lot of people sometimes will feel very discouraged when they see yes, other people traveling and doing a lot of stuff. And I do the best that I can to ignore that part of it mm-hmm. and focus on the actual location. Yeah. Because if I because I, I have a lot of like hashtags that I follow that are city specific, mm-hmm. Prague, you know, Vienna. It's a great idea. You know, all that stuff. Instead of following the person yeah, but who's like always on a trip, right. it's like, man, I want that life. You get to follow, follow the city. locations instead because then you can like curate and discover and bookmark these beautiful places that yeah. like you can go to. That's a great idea. Um, I found that has been a, a little bit cleansing in that regard that I don't necessarily constantly compare myself like, well, this person's like my age or younger and they're constantly traveling. Like, should that be my life? Should that be my work? Should that be the thing yeah. I'm striving towards? But instead it's like, oh, it's a beautiful shot of the Swiss Alps. I want to go there next year. I want to plan a trip. Let me see what other stuff is around this area mm-hmm. so I can kind of figure out what I want to do and then like plan for that instead of like worrying about what other people are doing. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, that can be a very toxic thing. Sometimes we have this, uh, we have this friend who kind of blew up on Twitter from a few videos that he's posted. Yeah. Uh, he went, we went to college with him and he's basically from a few videos that he's posted on Twitter, which I mean, he was in the comedy scene in like Chicago and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but from a few videos that he posted that went viral, like 500,000 views kind of thing, uh, or 500,000 likes and yeah. that kind of thing. He was, he's basically started a career in Los Angeles and, and uh, he is now like in the Jurassic, the upcoming Jurassic World movie and shit. Mm-hmm. He's blown up on Twitter, uh, but he is like also one of the most like, hey man, everybody is about two videos away from being where I am. Uh, it was all just like luck and algorithm stuff. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think some people can be very discouraged of like these, these weird algorithm things. And it's like seeing, you know, especially in Los Angeles, seeing this person who's like, a comedian who has not put in all this work that I've put in and they just explode and I'm comparing myself to them. It can be like, I think it can be hard on the brain. Totally. You know? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of that just like didn't exist before social media. And it's, we, we have to like, not learn how to adjust to it, but we have to like find coping mechanisms for that sort of thing. And like finding like workarounds. And like, for me, it's been, following location tags instead of following people who constantly travel Mm -hmm. and there's definitely photographers that i follow that i'm like man i really want to be able to like go there or do this thing yeah but then i can also really appreciate them for their photography Mm -hmm. and look at like oh i I want to be as good of a photographer as this person yeah very well knowing that i have to like carve my own path for that because everyone's everyone's journey is different and you shouldn't put pressure on yourself to be like anybody else just be the best version of you yeah and i think that's that's how you win in life and i think that's how people win on social media i think it's very easy to try to imitate somebody yeah um and and see all that just kind of crumble beneath you yep that win that they get is very short term you can't you can't pretend to be someone else forever yeah and i think yeah and i I agree i think there is a lot of fomo out there Mm -hmm. and i think we've all experienced it and i think we see people do certain things are like man like i want to be able to do that i think the biggest thing is not thinking about that and putting your head down and just being like well how do i get to that yeah what can i work on what can i do you know I, i'm sure there's a lot of pe- creative people out there who like oh what's up dude 
I'm sure there's a lot of creative people out there who like, you know, want to record an album or yeah. want to make a movie or want to, you know, write a script. I think if you really like study the thing that you want to do and then just go do it, uh, you will be successful. What you got there? What you got there? Okay. Oh. Katie made homemade Halloween sugar Holy cookies. Oh my shit. god. Well, it's about time for us to get wrap you up, a, isn't get it? Get you a KM6 oh, right okay, there. Okay, real quick though, we should say uh that Sasha did, did you guys know that Sasha Baron Cohen oh, secretly yeah. secretly a shot Borat a sequel, sequel to Borat? Uh which is is not news. This came out September 8th was the news that Sasha Sasha Baron Cohen uh recently shot a Borat sequel secretly. Uh, but the title was just dropped today. Amazing. Uh, the title of the Lay sequel. It on me. The title of the sequel is officially Borat: Gift of Pornographic Monkey to Vice Premier Mikhail Pence to Make Benefit Recently Diminished Nation of Kazakhstan. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, which is according to a now deleted WGA filing. Uh, so this is going to be fun. Collider had uh, the report on September 8th, and they can confirm that a test screening took place last week uh, at the time of September 8th. Uh, uh, it is a meta story. The film follows Borat as he's now a famous figure. And so to hide from the public, he pretends to be someone else. We've learned from sources that Trump and Epstein's relationship, as well as the coronavirus, all figure into the main narrative with cameos from Mike Pence, Rudy Giuliani, and more Best Left Unspoiled. We've also learned that one of the yet-to-be-revealed cameos could potentially derail a political career, and we imagine some backlash and lawsuits will follow. <laughs> so this is like the spiciest news that I could find today. <laughs> Did anyway. our viewership just spike? I yeah. hope it did. <laughs> I'm very, very stoked for this That's, movie. Uh, so uh, I was I, telling Lucas, like, I had, I, I saw, when I saw the first Borat movie, I didn't know anything about the character. Yeah. I didn't know about Ali G, none of that. And I was just like, man, this movie is great. Yeah, well, some of the best ways to pull out the shittiness of some of these shitty people yeah. is to go undercover as a character and see what they might agree with. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm very stoked for that movie. But, Does uh, that have a release date? It doesn't. It doesn't have a release date. I think it's date. been kind of like Borat 2 Electric on. Boogaloo. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see the spice that comes out of that movie. Yeah. This is going to be some gems. Yes. For sure. For sure. Very stoked. Uh, but guys, don't that's go anywhere. All, that's about all we have time for. That's all we have time for. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We'll be playing Junk Art. Junk Art. And then Matt will be GMing Game Master's Gauntlet. If you leave now, you're not going to get any of the spice that we have yes. saved up for don't later. Don't forget, there's a lot of drama do come. Please stick around. You're going to want to see the drama. Light a firecracker, undie ass type of drama. Yep. So don't go nowhere. <laughs>